This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is broken, Dean's all whack. I mean, how important is lipstick to you, Dean? Please bring fun cast back. This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of TV show Supernatural, and we are here with the season seven finale. Chris, 23 episodes, 23 weeks. No bullshit. We did it. We're done. We did it. We're, we're, stretched. Done with, we're done with the podcast. Of all the seasons to decide to stretch out, we started with season seven. <laughs> <laughs> we really should have done this in season five, but we would probably still be on season five if that was the case. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, how are you today, Chris? I'm doing all right. the The heat isn't quite as bad as it was last time we recorded, so um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can be a little bit less loopy this time around. Yeah, but, that uh, episode uh, at the time of recording that episode just went out on our early access feed, so uh, I'm really curious how that's going to be <laughs> accepted by our listeners because it was a little. I was doing. <laughs> it was a little. It was a little crazy. I was quoting Gandalf or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. Some of that is in there, I think. Yeah, it, it got it went all over the place. Autumn said it was good, but she says every that's, episode is good. She loves this podcast. That's, yeah, so. that's true. Um, I'm doing fine, by the way. Thank you for asking. I appreciate. I that. did ask you, Jeremy. Did you? I, don't, I, I did. I don't think that you did. Listen, roll it back. A few seconds ago, I <laughs> asked him how he was doing, but then he just started talking. He didn't hear me. Get that 15 second back rewind on your on your yeah. podcast app. Um, real quick, shout out to our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Those dudes are donating just a little bit of money every month to get access to all sorts of cool features like episodes early. As I mentioned, we have that early access tier. Uh, you can get access to our Discord. You can get access to exclusive shows. Right now, that is um, Silver for Monsters, which is our Witcher Book Club podcast, um, which is has a guest. I mentioned Autumn. She's on it with us, which is a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to real quick thank um, our, our newest patron, um, Boy, every time I do this and I'm not in Patreon, it just it's just it's just a train wreck. I don't know what to do. Um, uh, <laughs> Sarah, maybe I've seen a Sarah in our Discord, so thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna pull this up for real. I'm gonna get a real name. Uh, actually, there is Sarah. Sarah's a good one to go with. So yeah, thank you very All much, right. Sarah. Um, thank you, Sarah. We really sorry if we that. skipped anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I need to make a list and go through and do all of this stuff pretty soon. Um, I've been neglecting my, my Patreon duties, apparently. But thank you so much to all of you who donate. Um, we're we're getting close close to another goal where uh, our Monster of the Week Presents podcast will actually have two episodes per month instead of just one. So we're going to try mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. more content to you guys. Uh, so go check that out, patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. Chris, uh, can you explain to me carry on my wayward son? So I can, I can explain to you carry on my wayward son. Uh, it was a song written. Um, no. All right. Wait, so wait, sh- what should we do as I should, we've never done this before and I, we haven't uh-huh. actually discussed this at all. So this is the perfect uh-huh. time to have the conversation is Absolutely. I should hum carry on my wayward son in the background while you perform all of the like sound effects and all of the, like the shooting of the ghost and things like Terrific. that. 
terrific idea and, yes and, all right. and also like all of the lines like where dean says i love you castiel and castiel says i I'll love just, you dean like all of those make sure you get those quintessential season seven moments is what i'm asking i'm thinking i'm just gonna do my john winchester voice okay. uh, oh yeah sure that's fine too <laughs> i haven't done that in a while i'm a little rusty all right so the road so far like a supernatural version of the avengers our hunks have assembled for the end of season seven sam and dean have struggled against monsters and demons both inside and out to team up with a ragtag crew of fighters. Castiel, the broken angel, Meg, the demon on the run, Bobby the Bobby the ghost about to go dark side, and Kevin, the teenage prophet. Now all they need are the last few components to put together the ultimate weapon against the Leviathans and take down Dick Roman and stop the Leviathans' plans in their tracks uh, to turn the human race into the perfect cattle. I messed up my sentence there a little bit. If only they can get to Crowley, king of demons, and get him to cooperate. That's it. I went off book a little bit at the end there. Oh my god, that really hurt my throat and probably sounds yeah. terrible, so hopefully that'll work it's, out. No, it, it really hyped me up. <laughs> it got you going a little bit? I like that. I like yeah. that after um, after 82, or 81 episodes of, of podcasting, I can still get you a little hype on some Supernatural. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I guess with your um, bonus episodes, we're probably a little bit closer to, to 90, but whatever. We're definitely pushing 100 at this point. Uh, we are covering Season 7, Episode 23, Survival of the Fittest. This is uh, written by Sarah Gamble. It's directed by Robert Singer. So we got our heavy hitters. You know, when, um, mm-hmm. have you seen that trailer going around for the Mission Impossible movie and that guy that plays Superman, like, literally reloads his arms? Have you seen that gif going around? I have, yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, that feels to me like what season seven, episode 23 is doing. He's reloading his right <laughs> arm, which is Sarah Gamble, and then he's reloading his left arm, which is directed by Robert Singer. We've got our, we've got our, both of our boys. <laughs> both of our boys. This is, uh, this aired on May 18th, 2012. Uh, Sam and Dean storm Super Corp to take down Dick Roman. Dean and Sam prepare for battle with Dick Roman. That's that's the whole sentence. That's, that's not a good <laughs> sentence. I didn't expect it to end there. Uh, Dick's in the fi- <laughs> uh-huh. Dick is in the final phase of his plan, and the Winchesters must team up with Castiel, Bobby, Meg, and Kevin, the Prophet, to stop him. However, Dick is one of the smartest enemies they've ever faced, so it's a mind game to see who can keep the upper oh. hand. You get it, Chris? Oh. Upper hand. Oh. You get what he's saying? Oh. It's a joke because of the hand in the episode. That's what they're saying. Wow. Uh, before we jump right in, uh, how, how are you feeling coming into the season seven finale? So we we talked about it a little bit, um, where we enjoyed the last episode. We've enjoyed a lot of season seven. Um, I think we were both pleasantly surprised by it. However, getting to this finale, again, which I enjoyed, the stakes don't feel very high. Um, and that, I think, is how I was able to pinpoint my feelings in the last episode. It's an entertaining episode, and it works in a lot of ways, but... The stakes just, again, don't feel high. They are. Like, the Leviathans are going to, like, eat all of humanity. But everything felt a lot more immediate and, like, in their face for the last few seasons. Our boys were in a lot more peril themselves, and it wasn't just an overall general um, bad thing going to happen eventually. And I think that's a part of the nature of the Leviathans and the corporate take on villains, where everything is a little bit more subversive and it's not as much in your face. Uh, some of our past villains, like, you know, the devil, um, or yellow eyes or whatever, where it was all more personal. Um, and this doesn't, this just doesn't have that kind of flavor to it. So this, it it doesn't feel like we're ready for a finale. And again, I like this episode and I like the one before it, but they don't feel final. I'm with you. I, uh, I, and I've been, I've been kind of 
I've been kind of thinking about what could up the stakes in my mind a little bit more because as we're going to find out in the episode, like the Leviathans are ready for almost a global takeover. Like mm-hmm. we, this is this is some X Men like the Sentinels one, and now all of the X Men are in concentration camps, kind of bullshit that they're about to they're about to do. But at the start of the episode, it doesn't even kind of feel that way. Like it feels. It feels like they're. It feels like they've set up Dick Roman so well that they've kind of forgotten to make the whole territory, like the whole monster, right. a little scary. I wonder if if we had seen the start of this. In other words, like, and we're going to get there in the episode, but like when when Dick Roman talks about, uh, excuse me, when Cock Roman talks about like yeah, the slaughterhouses yeah. they're going to build and how they're going to keep you know Florida for uh, breeding grounds or whatever. I wonder if we had started seeing some of this stuff happen, like like just some shots of, uh, and we've seen this a little bit, like on the radio, uh, people talking about terrible apocalyptic signs coming. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like the first right, season right. five, but we don't really get any of that here. Like it hasn't quite happened yet, so it feels. Like and obviously, like our boys are there to stop this from happening. Like that's what the boys are going to do. But mm-hmm. it just it feels a little perfunctory. And there's so much that happens in this episode. There's so much that's been happening in season seven. I think it's far and away better than season six. Like I, I'll, I'll I'll give you that 100 percent of the time. Like it's it's much more clearly focused. They build up things over time. The Bobby stuff, it, I think, is handled. Uh, just perfectly because he, he he hits a point where you almost kind of despise Bobby, and then you, he brings you back up again. And right. all of the stick Roman stuff is built up really nicely as well. I just, I needed more, I needed more like, like in those Avengers movies where they always pan to like the one waitress, right? <laughs> That's having the bad day <laughs> without, <Yeah>. the, with, <laughs> that would have died without Captain America throwing a shield at a 45 degree right. angle or something. Right. Uh, I needed, I needed some, some people of the earth kind of having, having a bad day because of this, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and and again, it's it's a product of the villain that they created, where you know everybody's just so stoned that they don't care that they're dying. So when Sam and Dean are rushing in to save them, you don't really feel that, and, and we get a little bit of it with Kevin, but we already know that Kevin is like he's he's just now one of them. He's no longer a normal kid. <laughs> <Sure>. So <laughs> my favorite, my favorite, we'll get there in a minute. But my favorite Kevin moment in this episode is when someone just wanders in and he immediately asks them, "Are you a prophet?" <laughs> like that dude is just, yeah. he has gone yeah. full native. Like he is just yep. into it now. Yep. <laughs> He's weird now. Um, and I, I think I texted you earlier and I said, I'm excited uh, about season eight. And I finally feel like I'm back into Supernatural. And you were like, well, have you not been this whole time? And I didn't mean it like I don't like Supernatural. Of course I did. Mm-hmm. But there was always that immediacy or that urgency of watching anything really in like seasons one through even a little bit in six, but one through five specifically where I always wanted to watch the next episode and I would, you know, hold off for the podcast or whatever. But we reached a point where season seven, where I was enjoying each episode a lot more than the individual episodes in season six. Uh, They were solid. They were fun. The characters were good uh, most of the time, but I never had that driving urge at the end of each episode to get to the, to the next part. Even in season one, when you don't really know what's going on yet, I'm, I was still like, okay, I want, I want to watch one more. Are they going to find their dad? Are they going to catch this demon? Like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in season seven, I was never that curious about what was going to happen next. The Bobby stuff definitely helped draw my interest back in. But with the way that this episode ends, the season finale ends, that's when I finally was like, oh, damn, that's right. I want to watch what happens next. And that was, I think, something that had been missing a little bit. Yeah, I enjoyed them, but there wasn't that uh, compulsion to watch the next one and find out what happens next. It was just sort of like, okay, I'll watch the next episode next week. Um, and and now I feel like I'm ready. I'm I'm excited for the next episode. I've often uh, 
considered i've often thought on this show that uh watching it at the schedule that we watch it on because we, you know for a long time we were doing three episodes a week and we were like what the fuck are we doing we mm-hmm. moved to two episodes now we're down to one episode a week just to, to uh get our sam- our sanity um to keep our sanity i should say I've often thought that that was a good way to experience the show, like week to week, not yeah. letting myself binge it, having to kind of stew in the in the broth of an episode over a course of time. <laughs> uh, made it like made those flavors come out, right? Like it made me think about it right. a little bit harder. Right. Uh, this season, I almost kind of think that worked against us. I think that maybe that stretching it out um, for so long and not getting that that back to back stuff really made it seem a little bit slower than it actually was i wonder i'm curious if y'all went back and rewatched this which i'm definitely not going to do because i have a life <laughs> we just did this i still have to watch more supernatural we're we're not even i think we're only just now halfway through the series y'all so good, good, we're, we're getting there Woo! um Woo! but I, I wonder if that if that worked against us a little bit because there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. i think about the components individually uh there's a lot of stuff i like in season seven actually uh i, I know a lot of people don't like that the leviathans uh are are like you know escape the world and, and basically like turn into a corporation or whatever because it's not very like scary monstery but that really is terrifying to me like that's mm-hmm. especially in 2012 like that was with the era where i feel like we started noticing that these w- weird corporations are doing and right like, we started being <laughs> right. a little a bit terrified of them uh and that's the first time anybody ever questioned whether or not google's don't be evil thing was real so anyway <laughs> I, all of this is to say like I'm, I'm really enjoying season seven coming into this i wish it had a little bit more momentum uh, but as, as, as you'll see, when we talk about the rest of this episode, I am, uh, I'm pretty on board for this finale. I think it's, I think it's a yeah, really, for sure. I think for it's sure. a really good ending episode. And I kind of got the same feeling that you had where I immediately wanted to see what was next, even though I remember the first episode of season eight pretty vividly and I'm not really excited to watch it. So, that's, <laughs> <clears throat> um, we um, got our first season eight question, by the way, I would, and I do want to mention that before we get into the main part of the episode. Uh, if you want to write us in about your thoughts on season seven. Tell us how you feel. Uh, go to monstertheweek.cool slash contact, or you can DM us on Twitter at MOTWcast, whichever one is more convenient for you. You need to get those in by the 23rd, uh, probably about, let's say, 5 p.m. Central Time on the 23rd. That's a Monday. That's when we're going to be recording with our special guest. Uh, we're pulling mm-hmm. someone from our community, and uh, I'm really excited to be able to talk to him about some supernatural. Same. So I'm, I'm, it's going to be a lot of fun. So get those letters yep. in now, folks. Get them in. So should we get into the episode now? I think most of our negativity is probably out of the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think so, too, because this episode is actually, Chris, I, I haven't used this word very often, maybe never, but this episode's a corker. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, uh, what? It's a corker. Isn't that, isn't that what you say? If something's like really good? I've never heard that before. <laughs> I thought that was a, a like a like a commonly used phrase. It's a quaka. I, I, I don't know what accent I'm. I'm probably insulting a whole lot of people doing that. I don't know what you're doing, but yeah, it's that. Um, so we start off picking up where we left off. I'm ignoring the corker bit. Uh, we start. We, we pick up where we left off, which the, the last episode ended with the stinger of um, Dick Roman just summoned Crowley, who we were pretty sure was in the boys' camp, uh, about to like, give up his blood for their weapon. Um, and Dick sort of, um, he rescinds a little bit of his 
uh, dismissive attitude that he had to Crowley the first time that they met, where he called him like a filthy piece of bottom feeding trash or something. Uh, and he says, "Okay, yeah, maybe it was a little bit of a harsh judgment there. Let's let's make some deals here because he understands that." The Winchesters uh, are slowly becoming a threat at this point. I don't think he... They were kind of going after them a lot throughout Season 7, but it's almost like they never really took them seriously. Um, they just kept trying to ruin their lives. <laughs> um, but now, you know, things are things are really heating up, and um, they, they start to discuss the importance of Crowley's blood yes. to this whole thing, because that's what they need for their weapon. Uh, and basically... Dick proposes that Crowley, yes, go back to the Winchesters and give them blood, but give them fake blood. And in exchange, I will give you immunity and I will give you Canada as your feeding ground. He's like, America is is off the table because they're super fat and we need to be able to eat them. And I was like, hey, I mean, hey guys, fair, but hey, hey le- please, please don't at me, Supernatural. Yeah. I don't need you to at yeah. me right now. Okay? I don't need that right now. As I'm like literally like brushing like like Cheeto dust off my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you take that back, Dick. I'm elbow deep in some caramel popcorn right now, Dick. Just dial it down a notch, okay? Dick, I've been nothing but nice to you this whole season. Now I gotta listen to this shit. <laughs> I, uh, I I like this this exchange a lot, um, that I, especially because Dick uses some real like smarmy corporate talk here, corporate speak, where he's like, "You need to keep your sales representatives out of out of America. America is ours. They can mm-hmm. only sell in Canada." And I'm like, and I'm thinking about this in my mind, like you're basically going to turn America into a feeding ground for Leviathans. Like, why do you think Canadians are going to be selling their soul? They're going to be just running away from this weird thing <laughs> that you're doing. <laughs> Nobody is going to be like, oh, man, I really want to learn how to play guitar. Let me go to the crossroads and yeah, bury my ID yeah, with some teeth. Feels like a lot of that's going to be off the table. Maybe they're going to go to the demons and be like, can you can you fix the Leviathan problem? They're right next yeah, door. This yeah. is weird. Um, but as we know, it basically just comes down in this at this point to whether or not Dick or whether or not Crowley sees Dick as more of a threat than the Winchesters. Um because basically he can he can choose his size here. Although he does agree to to make this deal with Dick. Um and he pulls out like a long ass Harry Potter style parchment that he's like, Alright, here we go, we're gonna go over the rules here because uh Crowley is a stickler for rules and like deals, and I'm sure whatever he did here left himself with some open clause that he's able to uh be, you know fuck over dick and whatever way i don't know so i i because throughout this episode or throughout the beginning of this episode they're like he brings out this document it like unfurls along the floor it's a really cool bit i love that shit it's all written in like weird latin or whatever and like crowley literally has a red marker and he's going through stuff and they're revising this contract together yeah and uh i fully 100 percent expected for crowley to use like something in this contract to be able to weasel out of the terms but instead no he just he just just breaks it, <laughs> which I think yeah. is kind of weak. <laughs> like, I, I re- he never. Di- it's almost like they just didn't want to have to deal with like the the jargon of having him be able to like find a loophole. So they just sort of like they just don't talk about it. Maybe they're supposed to suggest to us through all these revisions that Crowley has given himself a way out, but they just never. They never actually explain it. See, I want that he legal seemed- jargon. Like that's the kind of nerd yeah. I am. I like I yeah. want to be able. Well, like subparagraph E. I was I, you. You said that you would be able to do this, but instead you did that. So now I get to right. do whatever I want to. Like I would. I would want to hear that. From what I understand of Crowley is that he, despite being you know 
the, the king of hell, he also has he he stands by his deals. Although I will say that they didn't seal it with a kiss, which also means something because he's a crossroads demon, and that's like sort of their thing is sealing it with a kiss. So maybe it's not quite a bind- binding contract unless he gets a smooch on the lips. Maybe so. Deke even even says like he, I don't kiss on the mouth, and I think Crowley's like you're lost or, or whatever. Which I mean, <laughs> I also there's a great exchange at the beginning where where Dick is making him a drink, and he says, "How do you take it?" Crowley says, "Alcoholic." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would. Uh, I think I texted you this too. Uh, like, uh, please just give me that. Like Crowley, Dick Roman spinoff. Mm-hmm, like I want the mm-hmm. I want the two bad cops. Uh, like you know what you know what I'm saying. Like I just want them to go around yeah, like, with great. each other and on a road trip. Like they both have to get like they're on a road trip to find Sam and Dean for some reason. Like I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what that is. But I like I just want those two actors playing those two roles in a room with each it's, other. These two time. charismatic assholes. They're just oh, really man, great. great. Um, um, we go back over to Sam and Dean. Who uh, Dean has had an idea about how to find their their missing piece, which is which is a righteous bone. <laughs> yes, I love it. And Dean Dean um, said this as a joke, and we're, but Sam is I, like, it, it was a bad joke, but it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, they literally go. So I guess I didn't realize what they were talking about at first, but Dean apparently just joked like, "Oh, we need the, a bone of a righteous human," and probably joked like, "Oh, let's go dig up a nun." Yeah. And then Sam was like, "Wait, actually, let's go dig up a nun." That's, <laughs> That's great. A super good idea and it's just them like sam insisting that they go and do this this dumb idea because because it's it's a great idea i love the line it's a bad joke but a great idea oh, man, it's so fucking good and uh sam also says like they don't really have a whole lot of options right like he sam didn't come up with any better ideas they they could try calling Cass again, and Dean says, "Well, I tried calling Cass, and he showed up naked and covered in bees." And he says, yes. "Like I'm kind of glad that I missed that." Says, yeah, <laughs> just uh, I I honestly like I don't want I don't want Castiel to to just be crazy for crazy's sake or anything like that. Yeah, but I gotta admit, I really do like this like this version of Castiel. He's very funny, and Misha's so good at playing the nine million different shades of this character, whether it's Jimmy Novak or Jimmy Neutron, or um, super angry military-style Castiel, or Leviathan Castiel, or now um, sort of broken Castiel. He's just good at all of the different versions of him, and so seeing a new part of him is just fun. And And he's funny, and he has all these powers, but he's just so wacky. It's good. I, I will say I uh, I got a little bit exhausted with this at the, by the end of the episode. Uh, it, it resolves, like I guess not by the end right. of the episode, but by the point where it, they they finally resolve what's happening with Kaz. Basically, like I was I, I was a little bit tired of him in the middle of a of a conversation just talking about something different about cats or something. And I get it. Right, like it, right, it, it right, right, works right. within the context of the show. But like I was like I was a little over weirded out. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. Dial, no, I get you. I dial get it you. down, hippie. Dial it down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get a couple shots of we see Bobby. He's still possessing that woman. Oh yeah, and I didn't actually tries, pick up on this first because I'd kind of forgotten. I knew he was possessing yeah. a woman, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Like I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that he just kept her. Like, that's he's that's just some like, shit, Bobby. That's some real he's dark just, shit. Yeah, trucking along, being mad, and he sees like Dick's face on a TV, and he's like, oh fucking goddamn it. Um, and then we also get another shot of uh, Crowley and Dick going over the negotiations still. And this is where, you know, they're making corrections to the the language used. And that's where I wondered if, you know, maybe we're supposed to buy in that, that Crowley rewrote yeah. something in his own favor. Um, or he just fucking double-crossed him. <laughs> maybe it'll come up in season eight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to mention real quick, uh, when uh, 
Bobby is looking at like the advertisement or whatever, where a TV playing through a window. They're, the caption underneath um, is basically, I think it says, uh, "Dick conquers all," and like they're just like getting out all of those dick jokes as fast as they can because they know if by the it's, end it's of the their season, last they're, chance. <laughs> it's their last chance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam and Dean here on the radio that Dick is is holed up in Secret Corp HQ because he he's just purchased this company, so he's he's going to be holed up there in negotiations yeah. or whatever. Um, they they break into this nunnery. And are going through like a list of nuns and trying to choose the most righteous one out of their like book yeah, or just looking out of for the like, lore book that they could probably got at the local church. They have they have nun lore and they're just looking for the just a holy ass bone. Man, uh, I like some lore. I don't like nun lore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, this is very good. This is like classic supernatural. Just the boys going to just desecrate a grave to get something stupid that they need. Uh, they're yeah, they're going through like the list of achievements for all these different nuns. I'm like, all right, this one sounds pretty good go bash that uh headstone open so we can we can steal her bones just i mean it's just the meanest thing ever that you could possibly imagine to do to some poor nun like nobody wants i mean like i'm sure people want to be nuns right but like it's 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 not like maybe i'm gonna insult all of our nun listeners i don't know but like i don't know man like it their life was pretty hard enough <laughs> like now yeah. you're gonna at their rest yeah. you're gonna go defile Wait, hey, you their know grave. what their bone is being used to save the world. So. That's true. Yes, it's to, to kill the creature that God locked up, and then uh, an angel came and opened. I'm sure they would actually be very yeah. interested in what's what's happening here if you explained it's it. True. To them. Lot of lore. Lot of lore. Um, Crowley and Dick finish up their contract. They agree. Dick calls in his assistant. Um, I think it's like a different time of day or something. I remember I, I I took a note that we can tell the time has passed. I don't really remember how we could tell, but I think it, it basically it's like morning now. A lot of times with with supernatural like. Like they they just go from like in the dark to the to the daytime and they're all just yeah, the same. Yeah. So I kind of just stop. I just kind of ignore it unless it's yeah. They're indoors, but they're all wearing jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, Dick calls yes, the secretary we, we, in so he she can make a, she can make triple copies, triplicates, uh, copies in triplicates. I should say, and uh, also asks her to get them a notary. Which excuse me, <laughs> mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you're you're a leviathan. He's the king of hell. What is a notary going to do to this document? Like, it's going to make it legal in the U.S. judicial yep. system that you're yep. about to overthrow? Like, what? Yep. Why do you need Just a notary? this motherfucker. Yep. So, yeah, it's like, it's like a marriage license. Um, so, cut back to Sam and Dean trying to summon Crowley. Uh, they do their little spell, but it doesn't work. And seemingly, this is like the first time that that has happened. They're like, uh, doesn't he have to come? Uh, and I don't know how much that is true. But seemingly, if if Dick was still, you know, holding on to him, uh, if he's still within that devil's trap, he can't be summoned out of it until he's released from it. So that I'm assuming that's what what the deal is. They don't really get into it. He's just late for dramatic effect. But they summon Crowley, and then someone knocks at the door. Sam, you know, Sam draws his gun. <laughs> Dean goes, maybe it's good news. <laughs> <laughs> Sam goes over um, and uh, basically has to crouch down to see through the eye hole of this wooden door, which I thought found really like the the middle picture of this is really yeah, good, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, it, you know, Sam, he sees it's Meg, he opens the door, um, she says she's with emo boy Castiel, um, and I don't, Dean says something to the fact of, like, what's, what's going on with him, uh, and Meg says, you ask if he was your boyfriend first. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I like the fact that they're acknowledging the, the canon yeah, Castiel relationship. I really right like, uh, I really, really like this next scene where... Dean, so Dean, she's like, all right, go, Castiel's in the car, go find out what's wrong with him. And Dean walks up to him, and he like, you know, Castiel's sitting in, in 
the I don't know if he's the passenger seat, whatever. He's but he's sitting there, and Dean kind of leans down on the window, and he says, "Hey there." Uh, and Castiel just says something wacky, and Dean just stands up fully so that his his face is no longer level with Castiel. He just looks up at the sky and he sighs. <laughs> And then he comes back down, like, let's talk about, let's take a different approach to this. Because first he's like, oh, what's up, Castiel? Like, tell me what's going on. <laughs> it's just, it's not going to work. But Jensen's deep sigh is he just looks up, I'm like, God damn it, I'm so sick of all of this shit. And then he comes back down, he puts his game face back on. <laughs> the camera work on this is really phenomenal, too. Like, the way that, because we track uh, Dean walking up to the car. And then the camera goes down to the on the passenger side, so you see Sam as as Dean leans into the window to be able to talk to him. And as he <laughs> as he rises back up after, I think I think is this where Castiel starts talking about cats or monkeys? I think it's monkeys. Yeah, he's talking about animal about testing. And why, and yeah, why, yeah uh, why do we do medical testing on on monkeys? They don't deserve this. And then he just looks and he like look, the camera tracks back up as he looks up in the sky with that big sigh, which is really really great. Mm-hmm. Also, this whole time, like some. Um, I don't recognize the song. It's listed as Vincent by Don McLean, but it's it's very much like a Neil Young kind of like America. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, an acoustic yeah, guitar yeah. with a dude singing about somebody with flowers in her in her hair or something. Yeah. Um. Well, we we head back inside. Yes. And I they have their bone. I like that Castiel picks it up and sniffs it and is able to identify the nun that it belonged to. Sure, that's how that works. <laughs> just so ridiculous like i don't think he did it by scent i think normally castiel could probably no. touch the bone or yeah. just like understand because he's an angel and he has power but but this new version of castiel just sniffs it that's how he figures it out have um, you uh have you been keeping up with that game detroit um become human that just came out the day no game? not really uh i was watching a quick look of it to see because i don't i don't particularly want to play that game like i think i might be done with the david cage stuff now mm-hmm. uh but I was watching a quick look just to see like what it was like because it's all those games are always like weirdly interesting to me, um, even if they're crap. And uh, right. there's a scene where this dude who is an android uh, is assisting this de- like detective guy who's like the stereotypical alcoholic has been on the job for forty years kind of kind of kind of dude. They're mm-hmm. investigating a murder site, and the the android guy who looks perfectly human except for this weird light on his head. Uh, reaches over and touches the pool of blood and puts his finger in his mouth. And uh, of course, like everybody in the room is like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, this is how we this is how we analyze the blood. Like, I can give you like an analysis back on the DNA because uh-huh. I'm because I'm an android." And like the guy's like, "Can you do literally anything but put it in your mouth to do that? <laughs> please don't do that." This is like what Cass does. He just Cass, yeah, big old don't, sniff on don't that bone. Sniff the bone, Cass. Don't sniff the bone, <laughs> which has also been sharpened to like a dagger at this point. Um, yes, yeah, I want to see the whittling skills. I want to see which brother mm-hmm. is that. That's got to be Sam, huh? Yeah, I think it's Sam. I think Dean could definitely make a make a nice one, but it, he made Sam do it. Um, <laughs> he so Cassiel says he hasn't heard anything from the garrison, and then he reveals that the angels who were protecting Kevin were killed. Yep. So that's why they've gone silent. All the other ones are killed too, and now the prophet is gone. Kevin is gone. Um, and uh, Cassiel keeps throughout all this is getting distracted by you know a million other things dean keeps trying to like play into Cass's like sensitivities to try and like coax out some help in the situation because they, they he realizes they need castiel's help to i don't know if it's to find kevin or, or to they're more clear on it later yeah i also like the fact that um castiel describes leviathans as being able to kill angels which is one of the reasons that um you know his father god locked them up in purgatory right. because they can right. kill his other children 
And uh, he describes them as the piranhas that would eat all of the other fish in the aquarium, which, mm-hmm. I mean, like, God, what? Are, why did you make this weird creature that eats everything? Like, it, you literally made, <laughs> you literally made a creature with, with a head full of teeth. You made, you made Venom, is what you made. Yeah. That's, that's a bad yeah. comic book character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Meg says to worry about Crowley showing up because she's like, wait, y'all summoned him and he ain't here yet? Like, what's going on? Um, and then, like, just as she like, voices her concern, he does show up. Yes. Um, Crowley always with the, with, the, with, the, with the nice entrance on these. If, at first, he's, he's very angry to see Castiel because obviously they... Castiel, oddly enough, was the one who backstabbed Crowley last season. Yep. Um, and also, he's just, he, as he describes it, enslaved him. It was like, hey, if mm-hmm. you don't do this, I will kill you, which is, you know... That's something that the king of hell is going to take lightly. Right. And it wasn't Cass's finest moment. But um, Crowley's kind of just dumbfounded at Castiel's behavior because obviously he doesn't understand everything that's going on. Because um, he's just, he's there talking, he's comparing insects and angels and he's collecting honey. Um, he offers uh, Crowley as like a, like a bag of, like bag a of honey. bag of honey, like, which yeah. is, looks like the most unsanitary thing I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, during all of this, Crowley like picks up the bottle of whiskey that they had on the table and he sniffs it and it's it's just so repugnant to him that the king of hell grimaces at the smell of the shit whiskey that dean winchester drinks the uh the bottle on this and it looks looks like like scotch or just any kind of like brown liquor right like is what it looks yeah, like yeah. but the the label actually says Lapsinth, like l apostrophe absinthe which makes me think it's a cheap <laughs> version of like <laughs> absinthe <laughs> yeah that's brown yeah. absinthe is not, it's supposed, not supposed to be, to be that color <laughs> what are you doing and also uh, why did you why did you frenchify absinthe that's a weird thing to do very weird um so oh also just talk about one of my favorite lines in this is when he when uh uh crowley sees castiel he says, uh, why aren't you dead? And Cassiel says, I don't know. Crowley responds with, do you want to be? <laughs> Crowley continues to steal the fucking uh, scenes every time. On, every time he's on stage, man. Or not on stage. They can't, every time they, he's in the show. They can't have him, they can't have him around too much because he steals it from Thunder. <laughs> really does. Um, but so Sam is... is he's the first one to be suspicious. Dean, Dean has his hands full with Cass. Uh, Sam is immediately suspicious when Crowley's like, all right, here we go. Here's the vial of blood you need. And and Sam, for, for some reason, has his hackles up about this. And he's like, why, why do you already have the blood prepared? You were late. Um, you've got pre-plugged blood. What's going on? Uh, Crowley says that he was with Dick. He was negotiating with Dick. Um, but that he's not... Um, He's not interested in in the deal, whatever deal he made. He's just he's, whatever. Yeah. Um. At this point, we're not left knowing if the blood is real or not. He just gives it to the boys, and we sort of just have to. I don't know. I I, I feel like I never for a second believed that Crowley wasn't going to give them their blood because he's Crowley and he just he double crosses everybody. But like, he definitely would prefer to double cross Dick over the boys because Dick's a bigger threat. Well, Dick is a bigger threat, and um, as much as the boys insult Crowley, like it seems like they do so in the in the effort of good business, kind of. Versus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dick Roman, Cock Roman, basically called uh, him like a piece of filth. Like I will never ever shake hands with a piece of bottom bottom sucking scum feeder or something, some weird shit like that that he said it exactly so, those words. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that order. Word, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think maybe maybe there's an idea of Crowley just being uh, like he's he's been offended like he's not going to take that shit from, from right from right, Doc right. Roman. Um, man, there was also something in here I wanted to talk about, and now I can't remember. Um, 
what it was, which is really good podcasting. So that's, that's absolutely, it's a really great thing to do. Um, Oh, I wanted to mention that the, uh, the, the looks between Dean and Crowley as Castiel is like going off on his insect tangent uh-huh. is really like Crowley keeps looking at Dean, like what the fuck? And Dean is like, I'm telling you, man, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's all yeah. like, they're not saying anything. Castiel has a running monologue over this, but they're just all looking at each other. And so fucking hilarious, man. I just, I love these guys. I love these boys. It's good. It's really good. Uh, during all this, Meg is like, uh, please don't notice me. Please don't notice me. <laughs> trying to melt into me. the wall. Cause Crowley really wants to kill her. <laughs> Um, our next scene that we get, we cut away back to Bobby, and he's trying to steal a car, uh, steal a ghost car, um, but he tries to break the window and he can't do it, and he reaches for a crowbar, an iron crowbar in the back of this pickup truck that he's trying to steal, and once he grabs it, it launches him out of this woman's body because he realizes, oh shit, that was pure iron, I'm a ghost, I can't touch that. Uh, and he seems like he almost has a moment of clarity where he's like, oh shit, I got to stop this. And then I think he sees Dick's face yep. on a newspaper mm-hmm. and he's like, sorry, lady, like I, I need your body again. And he, and he goes back inside her and she's begging him to stay out. I think we need to mention that. Like she is absolutely yeah. begging, please leave me alone. I don't want to do this. And Bobby just completely ignores it. This is the, the lowest point for Bobby, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, well, yeah. close to the lowest point. He's, he's on his, he's well on his way. Um, mm-hmm. but th- this makes me, this makes Bobby kind of suck right like this makes you this makes you sad that bobby has been rehabilitated this way like i don't i don't want to see bobby like this at all his his fall from favorite uncle is is so good to me like that that the way that they have developed this over the course of season seven is really great it would be a little bit more uncomfortable not uncomfortable but like you'd be like god damn it bobby a little bit more if throughout the last couple episodes i think sam was saying like He's like becoming a vengeful spirit. He's not going to be able to control himself anymore. He will just be this like vessel of anger and he won't be Bobby anymore. And we're seeing more and more of it. But I'm glad that they've had that conversation throughout the last few episodes to make us as the viewer aware that no, this isn't Bobby. This is literally like like ghost rage that any person would experience um, and aren't able to control. So uh, I don't I don't have to like be mad at Bobby for like losing it. It's more like this is bound to happen. This is what yeah. happens. We, and we've seen this with the house. It's in the lore. Like, they, they degrade over time. Like that's what, that's what ghosts do. This is what happens when you don't go to the, go to the light or whatever. Exactly. Uh, back to Dick. Uh, he's telling his assistants that there's a uh, three rules of negotiation that you always bring breath mints, that you get everything in writing and that you have a plan for when they screw you over. And then he tells her to go get the arm, which is very, very evocative. Yes. Um, yes. Meanwhile, uh, Kevin has been locked up in, somewhere in Sucrecorp, and uh, he's just kind of chilling in this like office-looking thing when a doctor dude comes in and delivers a like this young blonde woman and tells her to sit and to stay, which she does. She just sits and she stays. She's kind of zoned yeah, out. Yeah. We've seen this attitude before with people eating this um, whatever. Uh, I don't remember what they call it. What are they? The the it's like high fructose corn syrup, but it's, um, yeah, I don't, there's like, there's something that they were, it doesn't actually matter. Uh, whatever, whatever stuff that they're putting in the food, like she's, she's, she's stoned out of her mind with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, yeah, this is where we finally see Kevin again. I think, I don't know if yeah. we saw him earlier in the episode No, we have and not. he is, um, that's what he brings up the prophet thing. He's like, Hey, are you a prophet too? Um, she's not, she's like, what? Uh, Cause everybody's fucking baked, <laughs> completely baked. Uh, Back to the boys who now have all of their assembled doodads so they can they can make their their new weapon. Uh, they basically take the blood, they pour it all over this bone, and the Dean makes a point of saying, like, hey, there's there's no magic words this time. You're just supposed to do it. And like they both kind of look around expecting 
lightning or thunder or fireworks or something and nothing happens and sam's like maybe it worked yeah <laughs> i like because when they like opened the uh when the ta- the tablet when they cracked into that for the first time there was literal thunder and lightning like it was like yeah. it was a big old deal because the angels are big and they're loud and uh they do this and it's not nothing sizzles nothing nope. flashes absolutely nothing happens <laughs> it's just sort of a like okay and again that is sort of hooking us as the viewer wondering did nothing happen because nothing happens or did nothing happen because crowley's fucking them over exactly right like they leave you on on this hook for a, quite a long time uh castiel kind of just appears <laughs> apparates behind him if you will yes um yes. Scare, scaring the both of them but he is he's delivering some ham sandwiches which he says are completely safe because he uh very carefully oh. and very humanely <laughs> slaughtered the pig to make the ham which like yeah that would take a few days castillo like you have to be curing that ham for a little while what are you doing but all the vegetables <laughs> were like fresh picked and don't doesn't have high, high fructose corn syrup or any of these like whatever potions that they're putting in it so uh they're, yeah. they're good sandwiches um, um, and he still wants to wait behind. He's like, I don't, I don't really want to be a part. I'm not going to fight. But he's been kind of insisting on this randomly throughout the episode of like, I don't fight anymore. I'm not going to be a part of any aggressive action. I'm just going to stay behind and wait for you guys to show back up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's sort of still reeling from his own regret and his his own uh, violent actions. I guess you could say from from season six or oh, in the beginning of season seven. Even I for, I forget that that kind of bled into the season where he's going to all those churches and like frying bad guys. <laughs> absolutely yeah that, oh man that was so good you know yeah, what we never shared shit. that uh that that art that um our friend uh Lockatiel, i believe is his name I, I may be pronouncing that wrong Lockatiel, if i'm saying that wrong i apologize mm-hmm. uh he, he actually drew us and castiel in that like stained glass thing i don't think i ever shared oh, yeah. it. I, need, I need to share that around because he gave it to yeah, that was it really was, awesome it was really nice um so yeah we go back to dick who is uh preparing for the delegation to arrive and uh, we find out what the arm is, which is uh, a actual Dick Roman's arm, actual like the real Dick Roman's arm. Uh, so, so even th- even at this point, I didn't understand what they were about to do with this. And I, when yeah, we get there, I. I actually I, thought it was a really good twist. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, I didn't see it coming and I didn't really know what the arm was. I was very confused. I thought he was going to change into somebody else. Maybe. Yeah, or something. I, thought I, didn't... That, yeah I, I thought that was Woodward that was about to happen yeah. as well. But that's um, uh, it's a cool twist. I like it. Um, it's probably way more obvious than we're giving it credit for. But we sure. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, every one of our listeners is like, are you fucking serious right now? Are yeah. you fucking what else serious? Would <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go back to Kevin, who um, uh, someone comes in and basically tells her to get dressed and hands her like a brand new dress. Uh, Dick greets some business dudes as they, they arrive. They make her like take her dress off, and that's, it made me so uncomfortable. That's gonna and happen. I think that's it's going to happen later. Like that. that we're not oh yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, right. Yeah. that's right. That's um, right. They uh, they also bring Kevin at like a burger and fries, and he insists that he's vegan because he doesn't want to mm-hmm. eat this stuff, which is really mm-hmm. funny. Uh, but Kevin, being a, a brand new hunter and who had just entirely adopted the life over the course of a week and a half. Uh, has stolen a pin from like the the dress bag and um is he going to use it to jimmy open the door so that he can escape Mm -hmm. um so yeah this is like a gathering of what i assume is either like world leaders or business leaders or just like high profile leviathans um what is high profile leviathans um but they're discussing plans for their for their slaughterhouses how they're going to like group people together how they want to test out different areas of the country um they're also eating orphan sushi, which yes. is a nice little touch. Thank you, Supernatural. Um, and they're they're talking about the <laughs> yeah, they're talking about um, you know harvest season for humans. Kevin overhears this, um, and he tries to escape after he overhears this, but he gets busted by Dick's assistant. Um, I also read in the 
uh, trivia section on the wikia on this one that Kevin overhears the bit about um, the certain genetics getting wiped out of uh, humankind, mm-hmm. as we're going to see in a second. Um, Kevin tells Sam about that later, but Kevin wasn't there to overhear that part, so that's a little bit of a flub. Oh wow! It's a little bit of a little bit of a sequence break there. A little bit of a sequence break, unless the assistant was just like, "Hey, check this out," <laughs> which is very, <laughs> she very well could have been. Um, I, this this I think we need to kind of spend some time on Dean's presentation. Dean, excuse me, Dick's uh, presentation to all of these gathered leviathans because, like, he is he is selling this like he is a CEO of, and he's he, this is his plan to roll out to America basically. Yeah. And he's got the the country divided into geographic areas. Like some, most of it's going to be slaughterhouses. There's going to be some breeding grounds. There's going to be like the restaurant industry, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Wine country, which is nothing but humans making wine for them, that so they can <laughs> soak the humans in wine and then eat them. I guess I don't yep. know. I'm yep. making all of that stuff up. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, but I just like I love the way that he, he has entirely. He has like a PowerPoint. He has like yep. graphs that he's showing these people. Like it's a very it's a very like high profile CEO business meeting, and it makes me incredibly happy that this is how the leviathans are spending their time because yeah, jesus christ you were millions of years old and this is what you it's were doing. so dorky it's great <laughs> and it kind of plays into what the leviathans are like as we've seen in the past when the leviathans eat these people they seem to take over all of their memories and their their knowledge so it mm-hmm. it there some of these people are, are limited like we saw with the the little girl very early on like she, she didn't know anything like she that the leviathan was like i had to like sit in front of a tv all day to learn stuff and Edgar, which we never see again, which is kind of weird. Edgar was like, "Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I know how to blow stuff up." Apparently, this one really I likes it. Edgar got like quote unquote killed in the last episode. They cut off his head, um, and I, I think they were able to probably keep him far enough away that by the end of the finale, it didn't matter. He wasn't coming back. I have no memory of them cutting off Edgar's head. He is I, hanging out at the with the Alpha Vamp, and he comes in. And, oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Dean yeah, yeah, hits him from right. one sorry. side, yeah, yeah. and then of course they Sam did. Cuts we had this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, Remember in like episode two when he broke Dean's leg or something? Yeah, yeah, totally. And he was like hobbling around for an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he heals fast. Um, so Dick brings in Polly, who is the young blonde woman, and uh, ask her to undress. Uh, which uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Kind of made me uncomfortable because she seems really young. Yeah. Um, um, and she's not like she's not like naked or anything. Like she's wearing underwear, no. but still, it, it seems very very creepy. And, uh, and also totally unnecessary because his point is like she's skinny and i'm like she was wearing a pretty like form-fitting yeah, dress yeah. to begin with we know she's we know she's skinny dick calm down and it definitely seems like you know it's, it's a horror thing to do it makes her seem yeah. so vulnerable mm-hmm. and and it may, makes you uncomfortable um for the horror of it not not just like i don't think supernatural should have done that no, yeah, yeah, like that's, that yeah, but um it's, it's what is about to happen to this poor girl is what was going through my mind yeah and then uh, they're just examining her as if she's cattle and uh much like cattle you know much like the food that we eat, you don't want the skinny chicken you don't want the skinny cow you want the big fat cow that can give you a lot of meat so they're just like let's you know screw the skinny gene whatever makes these people you know her metabolism is too high so she burns off this stuff quicker than we can do anything with it so um we just put this certain chemical component in this food and it's going to be poisonous to a certain section of of the population that has a fast metabolism it's going to kill off all the skinny people yep 
additive 3.0 is what they call it. That's the word I was looking for earlier was the additive that they're putting in all these ah, yes, yes, so yes, This yes. is additive 3.0. There was very briefly on the screen like uh, like the, a list of attributes that it was going to start targeting, but it was like high metabolism, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a high level of intellect, stuff like that. Like it was, it's, it's really targeted towards people that don't want to be cows. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, they inject her with this and she immediately starts foaming at the mouth and just collapses. And, um, yeah, that's 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 very bad. Like this whole plan is is not good. Like this is how they're going to basically strip the herd so that they only have the the good meaty cows to to feed on. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Dean are outside. I think at this makes point, it, makes feel like kind of fucked up about eating meat. To be honest, yeah. Um. I mean, I mean. We should feel real fucked up for eating meat, to be honest with you. Like, like when I was a kid, my my grandfather hunted deer, and like he would bring home the deer, and we would, you know, clean the deer, and we would freeze all of the deer meat and everything, and that's what we would have for like food. And mm-hmm. like looking back, that's probably like the most honest way that you could possibly eat eat meat. Like, yeah. Unless you're raising these cows and slaughtering them yourself, I, I really, man, I feel I feel kind of. I'm still gonna do it. I love red meat. Like, yeah, I'm, still not gonna I'm like fairly that. certain that like I'm gonna eat a burger later tonight. But oh yeah, I still yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. feel worse about it than I would have otherwise. I, I believe I'm having some beef ravioli, and uh, so I'm, I, I, that's, <laughs> so you're the worst. Oh yeah, that's like that's like eight different kinds of abusing cows to make a thing <laughs> to make oh. a tiny little covered beef. Anyway, let's get off the subject. Oh. Uh, Sam and Dean have shown up at the, by this point. They are they are parked outside and have hacked into uh, the security cameras. And, they have uh, hunked into it. They've hunked into the security cameras. They uh, thank you, Charlie. I believe Sam says, which is a nice yeah. callback. The first thing that they notice is that uh, there is not just one Dick Roman. There are a lot yeah. of Dick Romans getting d- 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 around this thing. So, Mamma Mia! <laughs> that's what they use the extra arm for. What a cool thing! Like he's just fed yeah. a bunch of people uh, Dick Roman uh, meals, and now they're all Dick Romans. I really like that. Yeah, it's it's almost really stupid, but it's also really great because they're like, oh, shit. Like, this really simple plan that we had is now suddenly way more complicated. It's a uh, it's a very big heist movie trick. And I'm as, as, I, as I've told you in the past, I'm a huge heist movie nerd. But, like, this is definitely um, Pierce Brosnan putting on the, the, the hat as he's, you know, exiting the place. Yeah, every, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't remember the name of that movie, but uh, it has the Nina Simone track at the end. Anyway. It's it's very much that. So I'm I'm kind of into this, even though it's kind of dumb that you could just eat a bite of a person and like have all of their memories. And then yeah, like, are yeah. all of the Dick Romans Dick Roman at that point, or is it just that one Dick Roman? Yeah, we we the true one. I guess he is the he's the alpha Leviathan. I don't. They, I thought they were all kind of one. I yeah. guess he's but he's the leader. He's the one that maybe he's he's the first one, and they have all sprung from him. Because uh, that's sort of what Leviathans do anyway. And they become independent of their own. So we'll just say he's the source. He's the source Leviathan. Since our, since our last episode, we have gotten some uh, feedback for our feedback episode about the Leviathan reproduction methods, by the way. So just okay, excellent. look excellent. forward to that in next week. Um, so Sam and Dean are out there and, and like kind of have this aborted plan to, to, to you know storm this place and stab Dick Roman. And then uh, they see Bobby and fucking Sam Winchester out of nowhere just recognizes this... <laughs> This yeah, they do the like, flashback from when he bumped into her. And I was like, yeah. I mean, they did include it in the other episode, but it's weird that he remembered her face. She, he's like, he, she, that's the waitress, and Dean's like, the waitress from what? <laughs> or the or the house the cleaner, maid. From, or the maid from what? Yeah, like, what are you talking yeah. about, Sam? Which I've really appreciated. Uh, yeah, but Sam very quickly deducts what exactly what's happening. This is Bobby, and uh, she's Bobby is just carrying this giant machete and is just going to go in there and try to kill Dick Roman. And as soon as Sam confronts him. Bobby's not really happy about this. He starts like actively trying to kill Sam. Yeah. Um, cause 
you know, he, he tells Dean to, you know, stay in the car, watch this shit, we need to figure out what we're going to do, but I'm going after Bobby, I'm going to stop him before he fucking blows this for us. Uh, and he runs up to Bobby, and he's like, hey, Bobby, I know you're in there, you're going to get this woman killed, you need to stop what you're doing, this is not you, you need to stop what you're doing, you're going to get her killed, and he, it, it just attacks Sam. And, uh, things get pretty serious, and he is, at a certain point, he's choking Sam up against, like, uh, a truck or something like that, mm-hmm. and, um, it's, He's he's choking him like pretty hard. Things are looking bad, and it's only when he catches his own reflection that he uh, is able to sort of pull away. It's much like when we see uh, in in season five when when Lucifer Sam is beating the crap out of Dean, and then he you know he catches something out of a corner of his eye and it pulls him back, and he's able to you know gain control again. Bobby sort of remembers who he is for a second, and is able to to, to pull back, um, and he um he he like zaps out of this woman's body, uh, <laughs> which enormous Sam immediately picks up and she looks like a yeah. baby created in his arms <laughs> really uh, <laughs> uh did you say he just said you know one of his children was just born during this season that must sure. have been, must have been <laughs> that must have been, have been his baby yeah. child <laughs> um, um she so they take her to the hospital which is nice uh, we don't see any of that we just jump back to the, everybody kind of gathered at the uh at the old ramshackle house that they've been kind of dick made more dicks yeah and you know uh meg yells at them for not completing the job and sam's excuse is that dick makes more dicks which oh my god that's that's such a great line Um, they're just getting as many many of the jokes in as they can castiel Um, offers more sandwiches and of course dean kind of sees castiel being weird about this and instead of living him off the hook he kind of goes after him and says like hey you know this is everything to say on the topic of dicks is how dean puts it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you just asking no reason uh and and castiel basically says like I, I destroyed everything and if i if you let me i will destroy everything again and uh i think dean responds to this with no one cares that you're broken cast clean up your mess it's harsh it's really harsh this argument between them is is very emotional and very impactful um and i feel like dean's been waiting on this for a long time since castiel has come back there's mm-hmm. never been a good time for him to kind of unleash the the anger that he's felt at cast for what he did um castiel's only response to that is you know we should play twister and then he leaves um and then meg reveals to the class that castiel would be able to id the real dick because they were all inside of him so he knows them Mm -hmm. very very well he sees past the uh the meat suit i think is how she says it yeah um Bobby and Cash sh- comes back, and he well, has Twister. <laughs> Cash comes back, and they have Twister. Bobby shows up and basically calls them all idiots and says that they should have burned the flask immediately, uh, which is the opposite of what we've heard from Bobby in the past, who just wanted mm-hmm. to be like, who wanted to ghost it up to save the boys. Now he's realizing that that was that was a bad plan. Um, this uh, he he kind of makes out like the this 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 urge to go possess somebody. And, yeah, uh, and itchy can't scratch. Is, yeah, it's almost almost like an addiction. Like he's he feels compelled to do it for somehow. This is this is very powerful too. Like Bobby, Bobby basically telling him like, "Hey, you have to get rid of me." Is yeah, is pretty emotional. We've already had one death, one Bobby death, and one Bobby funeral this this season. So them going through this uh, this whole thing of burning the flask and we don't. It's a very powerful scene. Yeah. Only not only because we we did see it once before, but where it was a lot more emotional. You know, Dean pun- nearly punching out that guy at the hospital. Sam holding his hand as he goes. These these big emotional moments. And this time it is it's just as sad, but it's like just the quiet look exchanged between the brothers as they're, you know, they're saying goodbye again. But they also know you know that, that they have to do this, and it's it's hard to watch them go through that stuff again. But Bobby says he says go get Dick, but don't do it because you think it will scratch the itch. Do it because it's the job, and when it's your time, go. 
Um, does uh does Bobby know that he's talking to Sam and Dean Winchester? <laughs> they yep. have already not gone several times between. Yep. <laughs> what are you talking about, Bobby? <laughs> they have literally made deals with multiple demons. Yep. They have come back on in a variety yep. of different ways. <laughs> they have literally not gone. <laughs> yep. Who are you talking to? <laughs> but he says he uh he says here's to run into you guys on the other side, but not too soon. And those are those are Bobby's last words to when, them uh, for now. When Autumn heard that uh here's to run into you on the other side she said you're probably a little disqualified from heaven huh bobby <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just cawed into the into the microphone um yeah yeah i don't know if you really make the cut anymore bobby Ooh, mm. maybe you should have uh ooh, you should have gone the first time buddy uh i like the way but, they, uh, they they filmed this because as the as the flask is burning up uh we see the boys faces and we see like this light shining onto them but we don't actually mm-hmm. see like any kind of we don't see bobby dissolving i think they may have learned their lesson from the john winchester going into heaven scene of like just yeah. how corny that looks like it's right. much better to show the boys acting about it than it is to actually show the weird cgi Definitely. for it um, the other thing that I want to mention here is that I'm so glad that they kicked Meg out of the room because she would have probably spoiled this whole thing in some way. Definitely. Uh, and then after this is done, the camera pans over and we see that Castiel was uh, on the stairs the whole time in his trench coat and uh, weird pajamas. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he was watching and he was sad. And now Dean asks Castiel to be brought somewhere. We don't know where he, he, he has to be brought to the Impala. Um, yeah, they. I mean, he's like, please come with me. It's just an errand. And then like they show a car with a cover over it and like I just immediately knew like of course that's the impala like they, they try to like right. i think kind of bait us into it a little bit but no that, that's it's the impala that he's going to get of course um and they have their talk you know Cass says if they attack dick dean and sam will die as heroes and Cass will die for his sins um which is just a, a thing he's saying but um does he say that this is a punishment resurrection? Is that what he? Yeah. Is that how he phrases yeah. it? Which is like he, yeah. <laughs> that's a racing Winchester comment right there. <laughs> but then Dean is like, you know what? This is like the one time where it seems like Dean breaks through some of his own anger, and he says, "I would rather have you cursed. I would ever have. I would rather have cursed Cass than no Cass." Um, and Cass says, "I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I detect a note of forgiveness." Um, and it's. I mean, it, it, it's a nice moment between the two. Um, I, I don't know where Cass is going to end up in his mental state, but it's a nice moment between the two. Um, and he agrees to, to join them. Uh, and, and Dean now realizes, you know, their, their plan has been sort of thrown out the window. So instead of going about it the Frank way, to put it that way, you know, by, by hacking and, and watching cameras, they're going to do it. They're going to do it the Winchester way and they're going to come in. And they're going to announce themselves. Uh, and he, this is when he reveals the car. And um, it's good to see the car again. It's you know it's 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 surprising how much uh, that the Impala is a character in the show, and the 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 absence of the Impala has while it's happening, it doesn't make me sad. It's just kind of like um, you ever seen that post coming around? I, I think I saw this originally on Tumblr, where like one day you're going to be watching a Marvel movie and Stan Lee's not going to show up, and you're going to realize it was because he passed away that year, and you're right, going to be sad. Right. Like, that's how it feels with every Supernatural episode without the Impala. Like <laughs> something something's just a little bit off, and something's missing that you like. And uh, yeah, like it it. I mean, we see like crazy stunt driving Impala coming down the road at 100 miles an hour, set to uh, motorboat. Yeah. <laughs> And then they immediately ruin it by driving the car through the fucking Super Corp sign. But I mean, okay, before we get to that, it is it is just great to just see that fucking car barreling down the road um, with oh, that man. song Drifting playing with with Born to Be Wild playing is is so great. Um, 
like I, I man it's it's so much fun like just seeing that car just move the way it does is so, so much fun and then it smashes into the glass and i was so mad i was like how dean why in the fuck did you just do that and then we see it's not dean who was driving actually yeah so they they burst through the like the board the thing like the easy to get through gate and then they they drive they drive right towards the the super corp sign and for a minute i was like are they planning to drive like through that like is that what's about to happen is like a symbolic thing of like we're coming to fuck you up or whatever mm-hmm. but then they just Which, <laughs> if they had just driven through like just the front door <laughs> it would have been kind of fucking cool Dean's just dope. hammering the guy sam's leaning out the passenger window just firing at Leviathan. it's not doing shit but it looks cool do you remember the uh i think this was season three when they fought the uh the seven deadly sins and they literally like mm-hmm. backed the impala up and they just put somebody in the trunk yeah, and it took yeah, off yeah. that shit yeah. is great i love it when the Apollo goes through like into a room that's it, great it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just sort of i do wish that there was just like megan cast in the backseat fire a duel, just oh, totally yeah. totally off oh, with the rest of the show not even uh not even riding the back seat they're ghost riding the impala they're ghost riding the wheel oh they're just God. right on top just, just barely right just shooting <laughs> super soakers full of borax at everybody <laughs> i just would i'd want to see um like a close-up of castiel's um trench coat sort of flapping in the wind and you think like is castiel flying what's going on and then they pull back and he's just he's fucking he's surfing he's surfing, <laughs> he's the, surfing the impala man i love it <laughs> <laughs> just the most ridiculous shit ever um but no they don't do that and you're an artist and you're thinking to yourself i don't really have anything to draw please draw yep. castiel just goes riding the impala whip yep. for us yep. um oh man they so they actually use their their smarts here a little bit, and um, Sam and Dean sneak in while this is happening. They create this huge distraction out front, and all these leviathans come out, um, and they they head on in. But so I was actually Cass and Sam who sneak in, or I don't really know. It's, it's Cass, Cass and it's Sam. Cass and Dean uh, sneak in because they're Dean has the weapon. And uh, they send Sam to go. Oh yeah, Dean, Cass, and Sam. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. wrote it on two different lines in my notes. Apologies. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Meg gets out of the car. I don't know if we talked about that. Uh, Meg yeah, gets, actually she gets, gets out of the out car of Apollo and, starts and gets jumped by uh, just, demons. Well, I mean, a bunch. She kills a bunch of leviathans first, yeah. and, then t- and then cuts all their heads off, and then says later home nuggets, which is a- yeah. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> Meg, what are you doing? Those are weird lines. Those are weird words that you're saying right there. Um, um, but yeah, Dean and Cass are on their own trying to find like the true Dick Roman, and like Castiel is peeking around a corner and then shaking his head, and Sam is trying to find um, Kevin. Kevin. But yeah, in the middle of this, Meg gets jumped by demons who just kidnap her and take her back to Crowley. Yeah. Because uh, he still hates her. Um, yeah, this this all happens pretty fast. Um, so I, after I, that I happens, it here and it, there were six minutes left in the episode, and I'm like, whoa, we still right. have a lot of ground to cover in six minutes. Yep. Sam, so right away, Sam saves Kevin. He finds him, um, and then he Kevin tells Sam that they can't just kill Dick. They have to blow up this whole place. They have to get rid of this shit because there is now this new chemical or whatever being put into food that's not just going to make people stoned it's going to kill them mm-hmm. uh so they need to to level this whole place uh, uh and stop dick's plan sam, sam's reaction to this like we i think kevin says we have to blow up the lab and sam's like okay fine but we have to go let's do it now <laughs> like he's just yeah. like sure let's go yeah. i'm okay to blow it up the lab this is a normal <laughs> thing that people request for me all the time this is actually the second lab that i've i've, I've blown up in like yeah, two this seasons isn't, this isn't totally a new situation for me um or was it and meanwhile lab in season seven I think six. they feel like they blew something up. I don't know what it was. It was him. But I have Bobby. a memory. It was. But I thought it was. Yeah, they, they're in that warehouse. There's shooting yeah. and exploding, and is it's that Leviathan shit. stuff? 
Man, all of, uh, Supernatural really starts blending together. For <laughs> Who knows? Alpha stuff, I guess. Um, sure, yeah. Let's see. Um, so Dean and Cass, they do some like Metal Gear Solid sleuthing around. Cass is able to identify the real dick. And um, this all happens really fast. It's crazy. And this, you know, I, I thought the episode was over, and then they do come back at the end with that little bit more. And now I'm like, okay, this is why this all happened so fast, because they wanted to hit us with the cliffhanger. Yeah. But, um, so... They have their little exchange, and it's it's really not that prolonged. It just sort of happens that Dean sticks Dick with the with the bone with this weapon, and we are left with a moment of uncertainty because absolutely nothing happens. Yeah, this um the the exchange here I think is really good. They they find him in the lab. He immediately throws uh, Castiel like across the room, and uh, turns to to you know to Dean. And Dean is able to stab him, but nothing really happens. And he's like, did you really expect, you know, this to happen? And they expect to be able to do this. And Dean was like, no. And so Kaz grabs, grabs Dick Roman from behind and holds him. And then Dean just puts a second bone knife, second bone <laughs> directly through his neck, like vertically. Right. Like, so you just mm-hmm. come it out both sides, like your fucking Frankenstein dots uh, mm-hmm. do. Um, and I, I Frankenstein dots rods. I don't know what you call those things. Um, Boy, do I love this scene a whole lot, Chris. I, yeah, this is good. This is really good. Not only you get the... really got me. I love Practically a double brother bluff, but it's a yeah. Destiel bluff. It's a Destiel... Um, well, we have to... Do we have to call... We have to come up with a name for it. Can we just say Destiel bluff, or do we need to be like the Destiel doubt move or something? The Destiel doubt move? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Or you could call it the, the double Destiel. Um, the double you know, we'll, we'll workshop yeah. it. We'll workshop yeah, we'll, it. We'll come up with some... Hopefully there's more of these that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Destiel okay. dupe. Destiel dupe is very good. It's extremely good. It's Destiel, and that's exactly what this is. This is a Destiel dupe. Cass grabs him from behind. It was a decoy the first time. He pulls out the real holy bone and he jabs it through vertically through um, or horizontally through Dick's neck. It's crazy, but then Dick starts to just pulse, and it's a cool effect. It's not like you know crazy special effect, but he starts to pulse, and the whole room almost seems to like pulse with him and it's this weird effect and i love this because the first time that we are introduced to the leviathans and i never really liked it that much but i really like the way that it comes around the first time we're introduced to the leviathans it's through castiel and he does that sort of maniacal crazy laughter and he just seems like an insane person and that is what dick does he just lets out this like laugh like like you know um he he knows something that you don't know and even though he's just been killed he is laughing at dean and we're like oh fuck what is about to happen this is so good like i, I really like this this effect too uh like the, the way that it pulses out and like kind of touches the whole room and everyone's kind of like flinging back from it but fuck i mean like dick roman is just there like smiling and laughing in this weird kind of way and it's it's very scary and then he explodes and by this point sam and um Kevin have, Kevin have come are into, like, the, into the room. Yeah, they're, like, they're just a little bit further away, like maybe like at the, in the doorway. Yeah, and uh, as he explodes, the camera pans around. Dean and Castiel are gone. Sam is standing there with Kevin, and then Crowley shows up. And Crowley basically is like, hey, don't worry about trying to get out. Like, I've got a bunch of demons taking care of a bunch of stuff. We're going to take over. Like, Crowley's whole move here was to do something to get um, Dick out of power and to let uh, I think he even tells Sam, like, hey, I'm letting you d- deal with all the Leviathans. Like, you can go handle that. You're a hunter. You know what to do with mm-hmm, this. Like, mm-hmm. you just have to keep them out of power. They'll be fine. 
And I think he even says, he just goes like, well, sorry, Moose. And then he, he takes the, uh... He starts he snapping. Takes- he snaps once and, like, two demons show up and grab Kevin and he snaps again. And Kevin, they all disappear with Kevin. That's really yeah. funny to me. And then he, he says something about him being well and truly alone. And, um, we are left with, you know, and then Crowley's like, okay, bye. See you later. Nice working with you. Uh, Crowley disappears. And we are left with Sam standing, and he looks immediately very upset. Like, this grown-ass man looks like he's about to cry. Bobby's gone, permanently now. Mm -hmm. Sam is gone. Castiel is gone. Meg is gone. Dean is gone, not Sam. Dean is gone, excuse me. Um, Kevin is gone. Like, I don't know, like, what is Sam's move here? Like, if you were Sam Winchester's, in Sam Winchester's shoes right now, what would you do? Like, to go to the bar? Like, what would you do? I mean, how do you figure out where your brother is? Like, you don't have anything or anybody to rely on. Yeah, I have no idea what even just fucking happened. Yeah, it's and it's and it's kind of scary. Like I, I, even I was very curious about this. Like, where the what the fuck is about to happen? And luckily, the show mm-hmm. takes a little bit of a break and shows us what happens. Uh, we, I, I think you know this is this is almost reminiscent of season three in that way that uh, Dean dies and we think like you know the, the season has been cut short because of the writer's strike. Dean dies and you have no idea what's about to happen now. Like, is the show over? Is the show just about Sam now? Like what is the deal here? And then they cut to Dean in hell. And that was like the stinger here. And they do a very similar thing here where they, they cut and it clearly, like, you know, would have gone to commercials or whatever. They come back and we see Dean lying in a dark forest and suddenly a very serious Castiel, like the old cast shows up, tells Dean to wake up and then reveals like, yeah, where do you go? Where do, where do monsters, where do the souls of monsters go when they die? Where do monsters Dean- go when they die? <laughs> Dean <laughs> is like, oh god, no. Um, they're in purgatory, and um, every soul here is a monster, except for probably Dean and Cass. Um, well, eh, you could make an argument that both of those yeah, guys that's are true. monsters. That's true. That is true. That I is mean, true. if we're talking just like straight up, how many innocent people have you killed in the service of demons? Like this, probably a lot Absolutely. for both. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's there's every soul here is a monster, and they are here to prey upon each other for eternity. That is what purgatory is. Sounds like a drag. Um, and we're left with, just like we see Dean in season three, all chained up in hell, uh, we are left with Dean in this dark forest with the glowing eyes of monsters all around him. And again, the effect is only, you know, eh, so-so, but, the or the, the visual effect is so-so, but I think the impression that it leaves is, is a good one of Dean in this dark forest surrounded by monsters, and then Cass disappears, and the monsters are slowly f- closing in on Dean, howling or whatever, and goes to black credits season's over the uh the effect here too with the the creatures with the red eyes in the forest getting closer and closer you can't really see their shape but you can definitely see their their, their red eyes getting closer mm-hmm. i think is extremely evocative uh towards the end the camera kind of goes up like on a crane shot yeah and uh you can see like there's more of them and they're getting closer i think it goes on for just a little bit too long like it broke mm-hmm. my it broke mm-hmm. my kind of immersion just a little bit at the end because i was like okay these his eyes haven't really moved and Dean's just standing there. Like this is a little, yeah. weird. Um, but otherwise like the effect is really great. Like all of a sudden Dean is trapped in a place where he is uniquely qualified to survive. Like literally right. no one on earth is probably has a chance of surviving against this except for Dean Winchester because he's been fighting monsters his entire life. Uh, right. And how do you get out of this? How do you get to back to Sam? How does Sam try to find you? What, what happens? Like what, why did Castiel just bail on you two? Why did ago? Castiel just bail? I really like that. That's a big question uh, that I, I kind of don't remember the answer to. So I'm going to be excited to go through season eight and find yeah. out that whatever the reason for it there is. Um, 
what a what a great finale like i, I think yeah. this is uh just a, a great way to wrap up the season you you told me you watched this a little bit before i did and you told me like yeah it's, it wasn't it was definitely felt like they were wrapping up all of their loose ends so that they could go do something new like that's what they wanted they wanted to be done with with the leviathans excuse me and and just get on to something else and i think that that's what they're they've done like i feel like as even though crowley said like oh yeah you have to go clean up all those leviathans like i, I feel like they're kind of done with it. I feel like that's just going to be hand wave away. And like, it's all like, always, it's going to be about Dean and purgatory. And we're going to try to figure right. that out. I'm uh, and I don't, um, I'm I, I, obviously it. I, yeah, same. I love the idea of, well, I, I love the practice of, um, how the first five seasons built upon each other in such a great way. I'm also sort of fine, especially after this, the debacle that's sort of a season six, I'm kind of fine of them just doing like one thing a season and then they move on to the next thing like they don't necessarily need to extend it out and that is what this season uh feels like season like six seven eight feels like okay we're just gonna do something new each time although but they managed to at the end tie them together so it's like sort of we're going to be handling separate things but all based on the same theme uh theme all caused by sort of the same actions you know it, it it makes sense but it's like a new thing it's like let's wrap up ghost bobby let's do this that and then here we, we've established the prophet we've established the tablet um and now let's move to the next thing let's go to purgatory yeah and i'm uh I, like i kind of like the only i think i feel like there's some things that we didn't get a, a wrap up on like i i would obviously they're leaving charlie as kind of an open character obviously uh jody is going to be an open character uh they they really kind of fainted with this whole frank situation and then didn't wrap that up at all like we don't really get any mm. conclusion on that and i if i remember right he doesn't come back in the series at all right like he's just disappeared so we just presume that he's yeah. dead i guess it, yeah i guess he was just he was just eaten it's weird that they <laughs> it's it's weird that they didn't confirm that it's almost like the actor was like okay i got to go see y'all later and they were like wait wait yeah. wait you got to film a thing where you <laughs> die he's like no i got to go just throw some blood <laughs> on the floor um but otherwise like the 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 rise and fall of dick roman i think is, is super great I, I i kind of dig leviathans as a corporation like i think that's a dope move i'm just i'm kind of here for season seven chris i don't like it's it's obviously not as as impactful or as affecting as some of the earlier season finales are just because i think we're we're at a point now where like it they kind of can't be as, as emotionally mm-hmm, impactful as mm-hmm. that uh with the style of show that they have and as with the many episodes as they have to get through but i'm kind like i said i'm kind of here for season seven I'm, i dig it I'm, i like it way more than i thought i would yeah i'm i'll i'll save more of my thoughts for the feedback episode but i'm i'm with you um speaking of feedback episode uh now is the time to get your feedback in at the time that you're hearing this you'll have uh, a few days to 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 get your feedback in monster of the week dot cool slash contact we usually record on monday afternoons uh central standard time so uh you're live till the 23rd watch twitter and watch the discord if you're a patron to for all of that stuff and we'll make sure that you have plenty of time and that you're well aware of what's happening mm-hmm. um we have a special guest lined up I, as always i don't like to say it just in case it has, somebody has to back out or anything so hopefully it'll be it'll go through with no problems um chris do you have any any last thoughts before we get the heck out of here are you yeah i'm um well i'm excited for season eight i'll leave it at that cool i am too i'm looking forward to it thank you everybody for listening uh you can find me on twitter at jg greer if you want to come chat with me chris where are you at on twitter nowadays i'm at local bones on twitter and i say the word gamer a lot he does folks he really does go watch all of his funny elder scrolls online videos uh they're very funny and they're not exactly what you think when i say elder scrolls online videos (laughs) um you can talk to the podcast at motwcast you can also dm us over there for any feedback that you might have um 
what else? Go uh, give us some cash every month at patreon.com slash monster of the week. That's a cool thing that you can do. It really helps us out doing more shows and doing more content. And uh, this has been kind of a long one, so we're just going to get out of here. Next week, we'll be back with a feedback episode. After that, season eight, episode one. Uh, update your calendars, folks. It's getting real. I'm just going to cut the music in right there. Yeah, it's just be, right there. Yeah, yeah. Just right that's, there. That's, that's, that's it. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that, was, that was good. That was fun. I like talking about that episode. Yeah, that was a really good episode. A lot, lot, of, lot of ground to cover in that one. Mm-hmm. All right. So, M-O-T-W-82? Um, 82, yes. Uh, did you... So, I, I posted up the, uh, the Patreon thing. Hopefully that worked. Yeah. Uh, did you use last week's art for some reason? Or no, is that... Yeah, that was last no, week's that art, was, right? That's extremely last week's art. <laughs> Fuck. I went out of my way to download it. What was I thinking? Isn't it, <laughs> it is no big deal at all. Like, I, I don't no. think anybody's going to care. So, uh, I don't remember what I... But I remember saving another thing and thinking, I'm going to make that for the next episode. Which would be... So that'll be the last week's. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm the one that you did, myself. the one that you just put up is the is the early release for this week. Mm-hmm. The one we're recording. I have now. two more. I have two more things to make for season seven. That's correct. Um, yeah, one of them I know what it is. It's very similar to I think that one, and then there's another one that was just like a bunch of weird like snakes coming out of something and like people screaming at them. So I, thought, I was like, I'm going to use that. Hell yeah! Um, Man, did you see then, all of the all of that stuff that I sent you from Jesse? yes i can't wait that's gonna be um, so much fun chris i'm just yeah. gonna try to find more i'm gonna like, do google image searches for more of this please and try to find you a bunch of stuff and it's easy enough to just take any sort of ads like if i want to divert from the form a little bit it's gonna be fun oh yeah um, absolutely yo 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 hold on let me i forgot to pull up audacity threw myself off hold on Uh, I want to make sure I'm using the right mic. Check, check, check. Yep, I'm good. Okay. Like every third or fourth uh, time I pop on here, it just switches to my laptop mic instead of my actual microphone. So I got to make sure that I'm not using the wrong one. I know it's terrible. It's Discord is just the worst sometimes. Yeah. All right. I recorded uh, Sunday morning with a with a chick named Emily. And uh, she told me she was recording on her side. And I usually don't really care if people do that. I don't, don't give up skeleton because, mm-hmm. like, I just don't care. But uh, I was kind of grateful during the podcast because there were several several points where, like, she, she would just walk in and then just start and would come back in. Like, it would just cut out her voice. Like what her. just happened right now? Well, that was me doing it on purpose. <laughs> so, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was me giving the example. I've um, been fooled. And so at the end of the episode, I never stopped or anything because she was recording it. And I, mean, I didn't really, you know, it's like, oh, I can just use a recording. It won't be any big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of it, I was like, yeah, go ahead and send me your recording, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, well, I actually, I never, I never started recording. I'm so sorry. And I was like, well, oh, no, that's going to be an episode. <laughs> oh, no. How are you doing, Chris Mosier? I'm okay.
I, I went through a roller coaster of emotions over the last few hours. I was in a really good mood, and then my boss made me mad again, and then I'm just trying to come back up from that. So it's been a day. Typical, typical work BS. You know how it is. I do. Um, I, I do know how it is, Chris. Like you have told me many times how it is at your work. It is an effort. It does mm-hmm, not sound like fun mm-hmm. whatsoever. But uh, a more fun thing for me was listening to um, you may you may know of a podcast called Watch Out for Fireballs. Yeah, um, they did their Sims Three episode, and I was looking forward to this. I, I and saw I, Chris. I saw him live. So yeah, you yeah. I feel like you've probably like talked to him like a few like a few times. Um, <laughs> like nice guys, cool guys. Uh, yeah, I was really looking forward to to the Sims episode because nobody like does sims content unless they're like that's their whole thing like there's never i just i don't hear a lot of podcasts about people just talking about the sims like i told you i had to turn it off halfway through because i was having i was itching to play so bad um but it inspired me to now start a new sims game because i talked about on here like a while ago and i was having lots of fun yeah um that was lots of four though right yeah i don't have the sims 3 which objectively i think is the better game but since sims 4 is free because i already own it <laughs> i'm just gonna keep playing that um i likely will get the sims 3 for my laptop sooner than later but uh i'm going to start a new game because it's not that fun when you have like a full house of people that you're just trying to like micromanage and and i wasn't like having fun with it anymore like when i was woohooing with all my neighbors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in front of their ghost husbands and all that um so they mentioned how the community has certain challenges of like you'll fill your house with all these roommates but you'll only control the one person and then like just sort of wackiness ensues because you have all these ridiculous people doing ridiculous things in your house so i thought okay i want to do that but what's like my gimmick gonna be i thought i'll make myself with like a bunch of supernatural characters or something but then i felt like everybody will be relatively the same they'll all be um alcoholics so i thought that was a joke um (laughs) i thought that i would i would still go with the supernatural theme but just twist a little bit so i'm gonna make myself i'm just gonna make chris he's gonna be just very average in every way Mm -hmm. and uh then i'm gonna make the seven deadly sins so there'll be a you know wrath envy lust sloth whatever whole game so i'll just um tweak all of their like characteristics and traits so that they are like the others deadly are misogyny and playing your uh your phone at full volume at a bar yes yes. (laughs) there's the other two yes um so i will uh yeah that'll be one of them (laughs) i'll uh i'm gonna try to do that after this i might just build them a house that's like eight bedrooms and then like one common living area and just see if anything wacky will happen now i don't know with the sims 4 if you can really lean into intense characteristics because in my last game the sim that i my sim got married to was like an evil genius or something Mm -hmm. but all she really did was like laugh maniacally at the dinner table sometimes and everything else was really normal so same to be eight so yeah so trying to do this uh seven deadly sins uh goofy household might not it might just end up being like eight people living in a house but i'm hoping that it'll get a little wacky uh and i'm excited to uh to give it a try but i'm gonna finish listening to that episode while i while i do it have i uh have i told you about the giant bomb series 13 deadly sims no um i think it's called that yeah 13 deadly sims um so uh they have a woman on staff um abby and uh she created 13 of the giant bomb staff and there's there's some like ex giant bomb people so she did you know mm-hmm. jeff gersman um uh, brad shoemaker alex navarro Vinny, all of those guys and then also austin walker and patrick klepik um 
I think she had herself in there as well. And the gimmick was we're going to create all of these people. We're going to assign them. We're going to make them as, as look as much as like the real person as possible. Um, and we're going to have two hats, essentially. Um, one is going to be a person's name, one of the 13 people. And the, mm-hmm. other, the other hat is going to be a cause of death. <laughs> we're going to engineer uh, a way to kill the person with the random way of death that we that we're gonna that we that we draw. So uh, mm-hmm. I think the first two episodes are on YouTube, and it's like the first episode. Like I I know those giant bomb dudes real well, so it was kind of fun like hearing them go through that character creation process. But I think right. if you didn't know those people, it'd be boring as hell. Um, <laughs> but when they actually start playing the game, and again, like I don't. My only experience of The Sims really at all was just listening to you talk about it. Like that was like, oh, yeah. I've never really seen it played or anything. So oh, you never played like any of the older Sims when never, you were younger. Never played any of that stuff. Yeah, I never got into it. Um, didn't understand the appeal. Didn't understand why you were playing it. Like had no like never tried it either. Like so, I'm I'm definitely that asshole. Oh. Um, but uh, like I think the very first one was um like eating some sort of uh it was dying from a blowfish or something like eating a, a <laughs> like a badly prepared blowfish or some, some uh-huh. shit like that so like she had to come up with enough money to be able to get a food stand and then she had to get someone who was bad at making food to make this particular kind of food <laughs> and then convince this other sim to go over there and eat it and like it this it culminated in this this the sim just in the kitchen peeing all over himself for some reason because all of these sims apparently have to go to the bathroom constantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not refusing to eat the food, like it was he was hungry, but like he would, <laughs> and she was clicking, like go eat the food, and like he would just try to wander off to go somewhere. And she's like, no, come back, eat the food. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, this, the rest of it's behind a paywall, so I haven't finished it. So I'm, I'm, oh, I, yeah. I really hope they release them publicly soon. That would be cool. Um, the the thing that Sims is, I mean, in a way, I think you probably do get it because you enjoyed Stardew Valley so much, and they're not the same, but they scratch a similar itch. Um. I think Stardew Valley is a lot more hands-on of, like, I'm actually watering these crops myself. I'm actually giving gifts to, you know, townsfolk myself to build up relationships and stuff like that. Whereas The Sims feels a little bit more like you're stepping back and letting somebody else do it. I mean, that's your sim. Um, but it is it is sort of a similar type of uh, loop, I guess, that you go through. Of like yeah. upgrading where you're currently at, getting the next thing, buying the next thing for your house or whatever, unlocking new conveniences for your sim and for your house so that you can now do, you know, more stuff um, up until a certain point where then you have to, I feel like it, then it's now on you to get really creative or to buy DLC um, in order to like <laughs> keep that fun going. Because yeah. uh, once I had like a bunch of kids and I was like, all right, I, Rick, I raised a child. That's it. I'm good now. Yeah, that's it. I, um, I'm I'm kind of done with this. That's how I think most people are in real life too. It's like once they raise a child, they're just like, okay, I'm done. I don't really need to do I anything just, else with know, my life anymore. More so, I was done with the child. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah, please leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's my sisters had it when I was young, back on our old, you know, shitty PC, whatever we had in the living room. So it's just something I've always been exposed to. It was a lot like playing with Legos. Or Lego. Sorry, it's not. It's not plural. It's just Lego. It was a lot like doing that. Gonna, but um, Chris, I'm not going to call you out on that. I'm not that kind of asshole. I'm, I know. A, I'm a some people really do. different kind of asshole. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like that. But people uh, also pee themselves. I do like it when people pee themselves. That's are you fun. are you sold yet? <laughs> oh yeah, totally, one hundred percent. I don't I, like I, watching her play. Um, 
the sims 4 i was i could tell like this is not my game like i mm-hmm. i definitely can see the appeal to it and I, I like like the stories that people come out of it with um because i think that's that's a really cool thing that you can yeah. do like the, the stuff that you were telling me like you know woohooing with people in front of their dead ghost vampire or whatever yeah um, yeah <laughs> uh I, 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 all that stuff sounds good i just like i the actual playing of it is it's just beyond me like i don't think i would actually enjoy it at all i've been having right, this right. this crisis with the um have you heard of this jurassic world game that they released just recently along with yeah the movie? yeah so it's supposed to be like a like a theme park builder um, but apparently like it kind of leans into the natural disaster aspect as you, as you kind of want it to do, I think, but like we're, we're, the dinosaurs are constantly breaking loose and killing people. And, um, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know that I want to spend $60 on it to check it out, but like, boy, do I want to check this game out? Like that is like, a game when it was first announced and I did, I did totally forget about it for a while, but when it was first announced, I was like, I have to play that game. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like I used to love, you know, roller coaster tycoon or zoo tycoon, like any yeah. of those games where you're doing that kind of thing. Um, and I played all those wacky um, PC Jurassic Park games when I was a kid, too. So this was like a combination of all those different things that I used to love, but don't want to spend $60 on it. Yeah, exactly. I even asked, I was trying to get Autumn involved. I was like, do you think if I bought this, like you would be into it? Like we could kind of play it together. And she was like, mm, I don't know, like maybe. And I was like, it costs $60. She's like, absolutely don't spend $60. Like she was, And then she said, Spend sixty dollars on it if you want it, but I don't want to be in any part of the sixty dollars decision. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's a fair. That's a fair trade right there. Okay. When maybe with sometime when it's on sale, we'll um we can we can both pick it up and then we can have fun stories to talk about. Yeah, I uh I'm actually gonna just pester you about um when the Stardew Valley multiplayer update comes out. Mm-hmm. I want to pester you into uh, streaming it with me. Like okay, and we can we can stream it together and uh, I'll do that because I think that'd be a lot of fun to see how that all that shit works out. Yeah, it's. I want. Is it coming to console or to PS4 soon? Because I know it's already out on like PC and everything. It's in the beta on PC. It's going to hit um, Switch exclusive first, uh, and then after the Switch gets it, it'll start coming to PS4 and I guess Xbox One. I guess there's a version of that on Xbox One. I don't know. There is a lot that has been changed in Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> the one specific thing that me and Jess found out about because Jess has gone through a few relationships in Stardew Valley. I don't know if she's married to Abby or Abigail right now or if she's still married i don't know what her relationship status in stardew valley is however if you if you date multiple people or or if you have like multiple girlfriends or boyfriends um normally the game doesn't care until you get married that's the only time that anybody's ever like worried about it but you can now trigger a new event where if you have like you know three or four um people that you're dating they will like find out about it and they will corner you about it at the bar and like, yeah. And they will all break up with you. That is good. (laughs) Yeah. That is a crisis management sim right there. I dig that. And that's, I don't even know. I don't know how if you can talk your way out of it, how, how it goes down or how many other little new things like that have been added. That's so good. Yeah. Um, so we should definitely like make, like same and Dane, make some new characters. Oh, hell yeah. And it goes like, I am a hundred percent into this. I am we because um who is the Castiel of Stardew Valley? Do you think? Oh um, I don't really know anybody's name very well in Stardew. It Valley. might be so Harvey. Long. It might be the dude with the mustache who just like likes planes and like yeah, is yeah, a yeah, nice yeah. guy. <laughs> so we can get we can get Dane to to romance Harvey, and then we can yeah. get um Sam to romance um the 
the uh, the the homeless guy because he's probably the closest person to a vampire that, to that a, game has. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can vamp. I don't think you can. Uh, romance oh, you can. Him. Can you? Yeah, that sucks. I forgot we will that. figure I guess out. Abigail so the Goth, right? Like Abigail, Abigail the Goth, the Goth or yeah. Sebastian the Goth. Sebastian the Goth or both. Like let's get Sam involved in or <gasps> Sam involved in both <gasps> of them and see what happens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you could romance the wizard, that we'd have to try to romance. The that would wizard. be very good. I yeah, think you can do that. Do you know there's wizard lore? in stardew valley no tell me more <laughs> like he there there was like there's rumors in the lore that the uh, well obviously i think this is not this is not rumor this is confirmed that the wizard and the witch who you don't see until like deep 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 into the game um they were married and they got divorced oh yeah but he like yeah. he still loves her game, or right? something yeah. and some people think that abigail is actually their child and that she was just adopted by yeah because she's the, straight up like I remember seeing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like seeing stuff like that, like because he kept talking about like a purple-haired woman or something, and mm-hmm. like she talks about how she had a dad that wasn't ever around but was real kooky or something. Like I vaguely remember seeing, remembering seeing this stuff from the game. So yeah, uh, there's lore. <laughs> it's there's lore, so you you know it's good. <laughs> this uh this Moonlighter game is um really really fun and. I, I can't I kind of can't stop playing it like I kind of sneak sneak around in every every time I have like a because it only takes about like maybe 15 or 20 minutes to do a dungeon and then come back and mm-hmm. sell your shit maybe 30 let's say 30 minutes and that's that's a good amount of time to like sneak in do a do a thing and then then run out I keep almost buying it but I just got Elder Scrolls online and yeah, which yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. I'm not gonna make I'm not engaging with that game as an MMO I'm engaging with that game as like a um it's just a fantasy RPG as like an Elder Scrolls simulator of I'm going to go around and I'm looking at Morrowind. I haven't played this since it was on Xbox, whatever. I'm in this town and I'm going to do a couple quests and listen to some music and then I'm going to log out. Uh, and I really do like the game for that, but I feel like I, since it's an MMO, I won't be able to fully commit to it. Um, but it seems like they've made a lot of cool quality of life improvements to this game. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, it was like kind of shitty when it first came out. But um, yeah, there's no subscription. And since I'm, I pay ten dollars for it. Like I don't really feel like too obligated to play it. Just playing it here and there, having fun. Yeah, that's. I mean, that that Moonlighter game is like twice that. It's still twenty bucks because it's it's, it's right. brand new. So um, er, nobody I know that plays uh, Elder Scrolls Online plays it like an MMO. Like the the few people that I know that play it because I'm not real into Elder Scrolls in general. Like I just I just kind of miss. There's so much lore. Yeah, there's there's a there's a <laughs> lot of lore. I remember going around and picking up like books and like re- realizing that I could like read books and I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I want to do all of this. Um it's <laughs> too much lore. It's a point where there's too much lore. <laughs> I can't. It's too much, Chris. As we often say on this podcast, it's too much. <laughs> the uh but nobody I know plays in like with other people. Like everyone that I've ever heard talk about that game is like, Oh yeah, I only want to, I only want a single player Elder Scrolls game, that's why I play it. Which makes me wonder mm-hmm. like why they made that. Like I guess people are into it, but Yeah, I don't know. Um like even talking to Nis about this and like she engages with it basically as a single player game. Mm-hmm. Um and like yeah, same. I play in first person most of the time. Like I just like, ignore other people. I read all of the the quest text and I just sort of go go with it. Um it's Dylan said to me cuz I, I I convinced him to check it out. And he said it's like uncanny valley for uh the Elder Scrolls. Cuz it it looks like it should play like Skyrim or something, but it doesn't. So it's really weird. Uh, so it's really strange. I mean, I have a, um, I have one person I follow on Twitter, and he he talks a lot, a lot about it in the uh, "Don't Give Up Skeleton" Discord. But he he plays a lot of Skyrim VR, 
and uh, oh. he just fucking like it, literally just a few minutes ago he was talking about um being on like on top of a mountain or something let me see mm-hmm. yeah yeah high atop a mountainside trying to move around while over encumbered and without a horse on my archer build legendary difficulty because i know fun when i see it cannot see it heck because that there's a because there's a snowstorm a bear roars very close to me <laughs> i jumped a little immersion <laughs> i can awesome. only imagine what that's like in um first person like that that whole vr kind of setup yeah yeah, I guess I need to try that at some point, like just because I I don't like Skyrim very much, like from mm-hmm. when I played of it, but uh, like maybe being in that world would would do something for me, like that maybe. Yeah, like, I mean for me that's that. that's why we did the Pretenders Guild now because it's all about making your own stories, making your yeah. own fun, and it again I keep using this expression it keeps for my whole life basically it has scratched a very particular itch. Um, Ever since I found out that you could create a character in Morrowind, I saw a commercial on TV and I was like, I have to play this game. I have to be that cat person. I don't know why, <laughs> but this is calling to me. I didn't play as a cat person. I played as a dark elf, okay? Um, but ever since just being able to create your own character and and go with it from there if, if it has makes, always... If it makes you feel any better, when I first got Skyrim I, uh, and loaded it up, I was like going through all of the characters you could be and saw the cat person. I was like, who the fuck... Would not play the cat person. And then I think I kept going and I found... Is, is there a lizard person in that game too? Yeah, there fucking is a lizard yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. I think I ended up being the lizard person because the only thing better than being a cat person is being a, like a real life lizard person. Yep, so. yep, being just a fucking freaky lizard. Fucking love lizard, man. I spent uh, all last week... So we were supposed to have a house guest last week. Um, and so... We were we were planning on doing like a little bit of like tidying up as you do when guests come, mm-hmm. and then um, the house guest canceled, uh, which mm-hmm. was disappointing because like you know it's always fun to hang out with people, but also like I had taken two days off of work, and that was kind of in between July fourth and the weekend, so that ended up being right. like a five day stretch that Ooh. was just all of a sudden open to me, like I just had <laughs> it. It was all mine. I could do anything that I wanted to with it. So uh, Autumn and I decided to completely redo our master bedroom. Finally, it was the one room in the house wow. that that. Had not been done, and Chris, it was every fucking day last week. We did something like we did. A, we did at least a little bit of something to it. It's so stressful having to constantly be pushing towards something like that. Like I'm sure you're like you're very you're feeling very good now that it's mostly done. But yeah, uh, well, boy, the it stress. Was, it was it was a lot of work. Like I just every day, especially towards the end where things start like really you have to really start like okay i have to finish this floor so we can do this so we can do that so we can do this uh saturday it started raining and i was like well i can't like my saw is outside i have this whole saw this giant saw that i borrowed from a buddy to make this whole thing easier and i was like <laughs> and I, I have a bunch of molding to install like i'm halfway done with that and i can't saw outside anymore what the fuck do i do and like so i told autumn and i was like i don't know that I'll, we'll be able to finish this today i might have to do this first thing in the morning and she's like yeah but if you do that then i have to caulk we have to wait a day for it to caulk so we have to paint on monday so we won't be finished by this weekend and i was like no fuck it we're just gonna do this shit in the breezeway pulled the saw inside my house and just tried to get all the sawdust to blow outside yeah. <laughs> it was like fuck it we're keeping going we're doing this fuck it it was, but man, it's like, it's, it's weird because it just makes me use my body in weird ways that I don't normally do. And so yeah. like, I would wake up with like, Hey, I'm sore underneath my armpit. What's up with that? What's, what yeah. muscle is that? <laughs> well, what muscle group did I destroy? <laughs> How did I, our, uh, our old bed frame was in the, uh, it was in the, in the garage and because it's a garage like it's piled shit on top of shit so like it's and somehow i still don't know how it did this but i lifted like this giant headboard like up above me 
and walked it out of the garage door so I could get it outside. Oh it was insane. I uh, I just I'm so glad that it's done. It looks really nice now, though. I was, I've been sending you pictures all week, so I know you know yeah, this yeah. stuff. But um, it must be uh, it must be a huge relief to be where you are now. Yeah, yeah. We started pricing out kitchen stuff today, and uh, boy. That's expensive. Yeah, just like in The Sims, like I was telling you. I know. Yeah, yeah. The stoves are expensive, apparently. So yeah. yeah. Please give me a stove. <laughs> I wonder Please. if I, look, I'll look if Kenbor wants to get an ad on this podcast. I'll talk about how great your stove is for twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, it'll be in the outtakes. I'll sneak some stuff in there between Sam and Dean. Like, yeah, and that's you, you can yeah. see Castiel cooking that ham sandwich on his great Kenmore LG sixty two point five oven. <laughs> It's like when you're watching like a comedy or something and like suddenly they're driving in like a very obvious Ford Focus that they keep doing shots oh, of. God, and it's like, man. well, we didn't really need a full car scene. It's going to be that, but it's going to be uh, in podcast form. I watch so it's a, us uh, talking about their appliances yeah, that they use. constantly about Kenmore. Constantly. I lost you. What'd you say? I said just constantly talking about Kenmore. <laughs> I watch um, you've cu- Top Chef. You've cut out a few times. Yeah, you have to. This is going to be a train wreck of a podcast. So like, oh, just- boy, oh, boy. This doesn't feel like a season finale, does it? <laughs> this is weird. It absolutely does not. And I made, I did like this episode. I had fun. I've had a lot of fun the last couple of episodes, but started to notice that the stakes aren't very high. It doesn't yeah. feel like the stakes are high, but they don't feel like they're high because, like, we haven't seen any tangible effects. Like for since Sam got fixed from okay, the loose shit, to, we, we have to do the intro before we get into all. Well, yeah, this. what are we crazy? <laughs> what are we crazy? What are we doing? All right. <clears throat> Sorry, okay, we're good. Good. Laptop just turned away on me. It's fine. It's just, back. It just went. It just turned. It just, just turned. It back. looked away. You know, it just went. It like fell asleep. <laughs> Baby, come Didn't back. want that.